On today's episode of Her Wild Outdoors, Edie Wilkinson, the bass queen, joins me for a conversation about fishing. She is an angler who began fishing as a kid, but it re-entered her life as an adult. We talk a little bit about how sometimes taking a break from the things that you love to do are important so that they remain the things that bring you joy and ground you. And I think that it's a valuable conversation that I enjoyed listening to, and I think that you will as well. Okay, listeners, thank you for checking out another episode of Her Wild Outdoors. Today, I am lucky enough to have Edie Wilkinson join me. She's the self-proclaimed bass queen, and I can probably support that by the amount of fish that you have brought in, at least over this past summer since I've been following you. So thank you, Edie, for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. and. Thank you. You're it's welcome. It's been a great summer. It's been amazing. It so. truly has. It truly has. I kind of, I picked up on you on Twitter when I was on Twitter for just a little bit. I have a hard time going back and forth okay. and doing both of them. It's just too much sometimes. But I kind of found you and I was like, oh, this girl is awesome. And uh, and that was kind of, you know, it's, it's our fishing season here when I was following you and we were catching some bass and oh. I was like, oh, this girl's got it going on <laughs> so i'm excited oh, you're on you. today you're welcome i'm excited you i would I'm super excited give us just a little bit of a background on you how you kind of grew up and how you grew into the outdoors okay um so i grew up in northern michigan um, about 45 minutes south of the Mackinac Bridge, actually, it's a little bitty town called Mayo. Um, and I, I lived a couple miles from the Asabo River up there, which mm-hmm. is one of the, it's a, it's a river that's known nationally. They do canoe races there, like national canoe races. Um, but that's where I started fishing was there with my brothers and my dad with a bobber yeah. <laughs> and all that. Um, that and ice fishing, my dad talked me into ice fishing, which I did it so that he wouldn't be upset because <laughs> I don't like cold so much, but, um, <laughs> but it was a great experience. So <laughs> it's good to uh, try I, out new things and to figure out what isn't necessarily your thing, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really, really is. Um, <laughs> So you started as a kid fishing and then as you kind of grew up and it, so for all kids, because I grew up fishing too, I grew up camping, fishing, being in the outdoors, the back mountains of Northwest or Northeast Alabama. But at some point it, it's not just a family thing. It turns into your own self thing. It becomes something that you find joy in, not just because of your family doing it, but because you like it. When did that happen? That did actually not happen for me until last summer. Yeah. Or last spring, early last spring. Um, when I fished my first tournament is when that happened for me. <laughs> wow. Um, yes. And that was actually, it was the July 4th. It was a holiday tourney, you know, just a one day 
yeah, it was, that's when it happened. <laughs> Why do you think it took so long for it to kind of hit that, that excitement for you personally? Well, I, I, as I said, I fished as a little girl. I mean, not a whole lot. I was just more, you know, I was all about the outdoors. Yeah. We would go, we would go camping every summer and you would not find me in the house during the summer until I was yelled at to come inside. <laughs> it, yeah. it just didn't happen. Um, and so, and then when I left at 15, um, and I really did not do any fishing whatsoever from 15 up until, I mean, maybe here and there, you know, toss a line in if right. somebody asked me to go with them, but nothing, nothing that excited me. Um, and then I had, um, I met my friend that was doing tournaments and I went fishing with him a couple of times and I started really enjoying it, you know, just, just the, just being on the water, you right, know, right. and the sun and everything. It was just, it was my favorite. But as far as like actually getting hooked on fishing was that day on the river. Um, it was just as, as <laughs> and that day was, a, it was a hot mess. <laughs> Those are the <laughs> best days. <laughs> oh my goodness. The tourney started at, I think it was at seven, mm-hmm. I, six or seven in the morning. Um, and it was an all day tournament until three, I believe. Um, but we went all day with like catching next, we had one or two small keepers and that was it. And we went all the way up river, you know, and I actually lost probably four or five. I don't even remember four or five, like big fish. I'm and like three, four pound fish. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it was 45 minutes left to go. And I lost another one and it was the biggest out of them all. And I just, I like had a meltdown. I sat down and I said, I can't do this. Yeah, I'm done. I can't even handle this, you know? And, and my friend says, if you do not get up and cast that line one more time, I'm going to kick you off the boat. (laughs) (laughs) You're swimming back. (laughs) So I got up and I made one more cast. And I caught my personal best at five, five and a half pounds almost. Golly. Um, and in the last 45 minutes of that tournament, we just reeled in fish one after the other. And we ended up with like a 14.4 something bag and won, the, and won it. So <laughs> that just goes <laughs> to show you, me. you never I mean, know, right? <laughs> you never exactly. know. Yeah. And that, that was the first big step for me, you know, mm-hmm. and just, yeah. And ever since then I've, yeah, I've, it's, that's a done deal. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, um, like going back to what you said, he's like, if you don't get in there and do it, you can, it's almost like just swim back. We need people in our lives to do that for us. We need somebody we to say, absolutely do. get your butt in gear pull up your big girl pants and get out there and do it. And I think that Absolutely. I've talked a little bit about it with uh, with kids, you know, or mentoring somebody. You kind of have to know that balance. You have to know that person to be able to say, 
okay, they need a push or they need space. Like you've got to know. And I'm the kind of person that needs a kick in the pants. (laughs) Me. Oh, me too. And, And I, the way I tell my kids is I love you enough to kick your booty, yeah. you know, to get you in gear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. But even yeah, as adults, we need it, man. We need it big time. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, yep. a 14 and, and a half bag, like 14.4. <laughs> Holy moly. And I was, my fish was 5.44 pounds and big bass was 5.47. So wow. <laughs> I was like, point three you know away from having big bass as well um but i didn't even care it was like it was like yeah i'm, I'm okay yeah. i'm good i did okay oh yeah yeah and so. there's there's a um there's a point in whatever you're doing whether you're fishing or hunting or uh just whatever you're doing there's a point where you get to Dad gummit, it's just one of those days. Or it's yep. just not working out. And it's usually and that happened to me two weeks ago when I got that dough on public land. I had just posted a post that said, uh, you know, sometimes it's just not meant to be. Sometimes you just sit right. there and nothing's coming out and it's quiet and you're just about to pack up and go. Not even two seconds yep. later, the deer, like there was a group of deer that came in front of me and I was going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I shouldn't, yeah. have, I shouldn't have said anything. Sort of the same scenario, you know, it's just, yeah. It's, yeah. When we push ourselves past that point, we don't want to go. I believe that's when amazing things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Holy moly. Well, I do want to ask, like you said, you grew up with it and with the bobber. I mean, we grew up with catfishing in a pond, you know, at family reunions or skinny dipping in a creek and catching fish. Like that's what we used to do growing up. But did you have you said it was your dad and your family. Did you other than did your mom? Did you have another female person that you would Mm. kind of see doing this and it it gave you inspiration or maybe you didn't and that's kind of why it kind of fell to the wayside and never became your own I don't know you know honestly I I really didn't yeah um, because there's not I mean in the big scheme of things there's not that many females you know that are really big into this into fishing right um you know that big enough into fishing that they'll go out you know and whether it's warm whatever if it's good fishing conditions you know um so I I really didn't and Mm -hmm. that and I think it was the tournament the first tournament was really scary for me because I was the only woman um and it in the whole tournament there's also Yes, in the whole tournament. Yes, I, I was the only woman. Um, and that's, for the most part, that's what it is, especially here locally. I've only done local tournaments, you know, but there is one other female that does it. Um, an occasion, you know, one or two will fill in sometimes if their partner needs one, but there's not, you know, it's just kind of an it's kind of an oddity here, you know, I don't know. (laughs) No, I can see that. I mean, when you're, when I'm looking out 
on the river when we're fishing or if we're at the, you know, just the the backwoods or the back part of the river, I don't see women out in the in right. the boats. And if I do, they're usually reading a book or doing something else while their significant other is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh goodness. Well and, uh, that was that was yeah. quite the sight when the only woman came in to win the the tournament. <laughs> oh they they didn't they didn't like Did that they very not? much. They, no, they I I don't think that it gave them a very good feeling. Um, what was some of the response that you oh, got? I, I don't think that they expected oh, it at all. Of course they didn't. I don't think that they expected it at all, but you know, I, I mean, they, I, they were absolutely yeah. respectful, you know, and all of that. Um, I mean, they still give me a hard time about it whenever <laughs> I fish against them. They're like, Oh no, we are, you are not, <laughs> you know, like that, but it's, but it's a good camaraderie, yeah. you know, and they, and, and the mutual respect is there. And I really yeah. appreciate that. That's good. You know, for, for them to have all these years and years and years of just guys, you know, and it's a guy's thing. And for them to accept me and like that was I, I, yeah. it's amazing and I appreciate it. It's good to know that when you're out there that, uh, you've got people who know you, who recognize you now. And as much as they probably give yeah. you a sarcastic hard time, it's nice to know that they've got your back, yeah. right? If, if it's needed. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Oh my God. I can't believe you were the only yeah. one. It's, it's, it's a great community. I mean, the fishing community is like no other really. It's, <laughs> I mean, you have to be, you have to be adaptable and just kind of roll with the punches and stuff to, to be able to do, to, to, yeah. to do what we do. Yeah. You know what now, I mean? so you did that tournament and then yeah. where did it go from there? Mm-hmm. Um, and I started, um, I started fishing as, as okay. his partner yeah. after that. We did, um, we did the rest of that summer there was a couple that we that I joined him on um he still had the partner that you know he was with that he couldn't really just you know leave aside but whenever there was a chance I would and we would go all the time outside of tournaments too um but this summer is when it really when we just really hit it hard um we actually fished three Actually, I think we participated in at least four different circuits. Um, so it was a super busy. <laughs> it was a Wednesday night. It was a, you know, every weekend, um, which it really opened my eyes that, is it possible, you know, for a mom right. <laughs> to really do this professionally? Right. Because it takes so much time away from mm-hmm. the kids, especially if you're working full time and it's, it's tough. It was really tough for me to find that balance, you know, to not feel like I was taking too much time yeah. away from them. Um, and I still question that. Yeah. Sometimes. I think that we all as moms go through that. I think we all have that thought process in the back of our heads, especially, of, you know, what should I be doing right now? There's there's that that right. mothering feeling that you cannot get rid of when you are responsible for another life. And even if you have a great significant other helping out, it's still that mom guilt of doing something for yourself, which really yeah. sucks. And we shouldn't have that, but it's automatic. I'm learning yeah. that. I'm learning that 
you know, and the way that I'm starting to look at it is if I don't just show them as well as mm-hmm. tell them that you can do whatever you want and you can be successful at it, you know, just go for it and apply yourself. You know, if, if I don't live that, as you know, it doesn't do any good right. talking it. Um, but if they see that, um, you know, I, I think that's a good thing as long as it's within, you right. know, reason. Um, no. But yeah, they, two years ago, if you to ask my kids, if their mom was going to be a fisher lady, they would have laughed at you. you know? I think that those are the, the best scenarios because I talk to people who knew me 10 years ago and they are completely flabbergasted that... I'm a hunter and that we go out and wade fish in the summertime. And there's there's just this right. this stare of, wait, hold on, who are you? <laughs> you're you're not the same person mm-hmm. that we knew. And, right, you're and it's so what? important. And I do think, and I've talked about it with many people, especially just sitting around chatting, said there is a sense of identity that we lose when we have kids. It is inherent. Like it just 100%. happens that you get your kids become your life when they are 100% dependent on you. It just happens. And so you have to figure out at, at in those moments, you kind of have to figure out, wait, I can't lose myself because I only have these kids for a certain amount of time. They're not my whole life. And so it's like you said, that balance of how much do they still need me? How much do I need to be around? How much do I need to be involved? But then how much can I focus on myself to stay sane? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't like to look at it so much even as losing your Mm -hmm. identity as much as it's well, I mean, to start with, I, I really would have said that probably, but you know, in yeah. hindsight, I like, it's, it's more of like a in, shift. I, I don't like know how my, to say it. It's like a blended, almost like, it, like yeah. a blended identity. And, and it, and it makes you feel like, well, am I this mm-hmm. or am I this? You yeah. know? <laughs> but I mean, I think that, and I, um, I like how you say that it's not a great word to say lose. It just isn't at the forefront anymore. And sometimes we forget who we are and what we're capable of when that shift happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I agree yeah. with that. 100%. I think I became more confident in myself as a parent, but I think that I really had to work hard on who am I as an individual, not just as a mom. And that was important. Exactly. Yes. And that's, I, you saying that, you know, it, when you do become a parent, it's you, or for me anyway, like I probably lost confidence in, in, in myself as an individual Mm -hmm. person. But as far as a parent, you know, and then that helped build back into it. And I, you know, 
in my mind, yeah. stronger yeah. than <laughs> than before. I think it, when I look back over, I'm really, really happy to be in my 40s now. Um, there is a sense of pride that I carry in myself <laughs> that I'm in my 40s now. I would yeah. never want to go back to my 20s other than that was when I had my kids. But I don't think I would ever want to go back there because I feel like in my college years there was this sense of outgoing extrovert but I think that the reasoning behind it was not a solid sense of confidence it was actually a a self-esteem like I was like more of a facade sort of like and I think that whereas I I had a whole bunch of friends back then and now I have a much smaller group and I probably feel a little bit more people won't believe me when I say it because of the podcast and the talking and everything like that. But I am a more introverted person and I I guess I recover as an introvert, but I do love meeting people and I get energy from being around certain people, but I still have that introverted feeling of, okay, I need some time alone to recover. <laughs> I I am, I am absolutely an introvert. I always have been. Um, and I, but I'm seeing the benefits of sort of yes. pushing the boundaries of that. And that has happened just very, very recently that I started really pushing those boundaries. Um, and it has been one scary yeah, heck of a ride hit the nail on the head. <laughs> for me and the ups and downs yes. of it, you know, it's like, but I feel if I just keep pushing through because I, I believe it's, it's my path to, to the mm-hmm. end, you know, to my goal and, and yeah, but it's, it really is. It really is. Like this, I I almost had a meltdown about coming on here. So <laughs> I was like, "No, Edie, you can do this. We can have a conversation because it's just you and me, and um, and your kiddos. I can hear them back there. That is just it's um, it's it's like you said, pushing yourself outside of that comfort zone. And I think that we should yeah. have a balance of extroverted and introverted I think that you can wane you can ebb and flow into it when it's needed but I think that especially in our industry of hunters and anglers being able to get out there and have those conversations and meet people that are like-minded and and share the joys that we have it's what spurs us on it's what encourages us and so we like you said we've got to step outside of that introverted feeling of comfort and step into the light no absolutely You know, and, and I, I felt from the beginning that, you know, that this journey or whatever is meant for mm-hmm. bigger things, that it's meant to help others and stuff. And, and, you know, all this time I was telling myself that, and one day I was like, well, how is it supposed to do that if I'm not willing to put yeah. myself out there, you know, and to mm-hmm. make it happen? Because it's, it's, it was my, it was my excuse, yeah. really, you know, it. Yeah, no, I yeah. get that. 
I get that. I get that starting the podcast was a huge step of faith. It was a huge step of faith in myself. Am I going to be able to do this? I want it. I need it. I can't find anything like it that I am wanting to hear. But sitting around waiting on somebody else to do it, it might not get done. Or it might get done and I sit there and go, huh, well, they did it. But I would have done it a different way or I would have done it, you know, just I would have added this in there. And instead, I I just did it. And um, and that's that's the case with us needing more women in education for hunting and fishing. It's what the mentors out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And and, you know, I've been through a lot and. And I feel, you know, I have a story to share and that, that can mm-hmm. help others. And so, and I know this and as tough as it is for me to do that, you know, it's, I feel that it's what I yeah. need to do. And in order to make, to do that, I have to do what I've yeah. never done before. Yeah. So. <laughs> it it and, makes us who we're supposed to be taking yeah. those steps forward instead of backward or staying yeah. the same. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the complacent feeling yep. is not a good feeling. We are meant to move. We're meant no, to evolve not. as people. We're meant to grow as individuals, but also grow into the community. And if you don't do that, there's going to be that feeling of lacking, that there's something missing. So I'm... That we've let it, that we've let somebody uh-huh. down or, you know, it's... Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Because <laughs> maybe we were, we might have been that person for that, you know, mm-hmm. for the other person. And, and if we don't take that chance, then we sort of failed yeah. them in a way, you know, it's, it's kind of weird to look at it that way, but it's, that's kind of the way I, I tell my, you know, work yeah. it out in my head is, you know, that's what I meant to do. And if I don't, then I'm not just letting myself down. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm letting others yeah. down as well. There's a, and that's, that's the drive. That is what keeps me driven is because I, you know, I, I'd rather let myself right. down than others. No, it does. It sense. does. It makes sense <laughs> completely to me. And I think that kind of what I'm hearing and what I'm, I'm realizing myself is if I get bogged down by the details, then it can become overwhelming. But if I keep the big picture in mind, then those little details add up to something great. They do completely. Yeah, absolutely. They will 100% work themselves out. And I'm, as I struggle with anxiety and all that. And it's hard for me to, you know, even say that, but because I worry 24 mm-hmm. seven, but, but I'm also learning, you know, even if I'm worrying or whatever, I'm also getting it that it's, you know, it's all a part of it and it's, it's going to be okay and it's going to work itself out. Can you tell the difference between fishing with somebody and fishing alone, how you respond and how those moments create different responses absolutely absolutely i am i am much more in tune and and just sort of in the flow of it when i'm completely by myself yeah um and even more so on the kayak or from shore than when i'm on the bass boat 
And I had, I had wanted a kayak for a long time just because I, I'm not about, you know, the big engine, the, the, that it doesn't matter to me, you know, and you get bass anglers, you know, bass tournaments and stuff and they're who has the fastest boat and all that. It wasn't about that for Mm -hmm. me. Um, it was about figuring out the fish and how to catch a lot of big fish and, and when, you know, yeah. and in order to do that for me, it, I have to be quiet and I have to be, you know, just, I have to be calm and in order to be able to do that. And I think that that was probably my biggest struggle this summer was just the, as, as fun as the tournaments are and as much as I love the competition, it, it started the the competition also started to get to me and when that started Mm. happening i started to not catch fish yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and there's a mentality that goes with it that you can totally jinx yourself oh 100 percent. i mean if i am not calm i i simply don't catch fish because i no matter what i tell myself i'm doing it differently it's not as it's not as natural you know, and mm-hmm. not as in tune with it and stuff. And it may, it absolutely makes a difference. Yeah. Do you think that and the first time, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the first time I took my kayak out, it was just like, now this, you know, I'm right there by the water. Mm-hmm. I'm by myself. It's quiet. It's slow. It's calm. And it's like, I can almost sense them, you know, it's, yeah. and it's, yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's what I wanted to do, you know? Um, and I'll always want to go on the bass boat too. Don't get me wrong. I, I love going 45 miles per hour down my river, but <laughs> I posted that a lot. So you probably see that, but, I do, but it's, it's different, you know, but at times I, I just need that just me and the water and the fish and yeah. I remember I remember <laughs> being a kid and I was always the one out of the family. We would I have such strong memories of Mother's Day and we'd be in the back hills and of, you know, the Appalachian Mountains and we would be up there that everybody would be playing kickball or baseball or something like that and we'd eat this amazing right. food and then Everybody would say, okay, pack up. We're going to go fishing. And that was back when we would fish, of course, with the bobber. And we would have a hot dog on the end of the line. And we're going after (laughs) these big old catfish. And sometimes we'd have some small mouth on there. And it was just, I was the kid that wasn't around anybody. I was the one, my sister... If she's if she ever listens. Yeah. If if my sister ever listens to this, she'll kill me. But she was the one that went through the line. And I think she caught my dad one time by the ear. Like she was the one that wanted to be around everybody. She was always moving. And I was the one that was by myself. And I think that that's um, I love just sitting in the quiet fishing. And I think that that's one of the things that coexists between hunting and fishing for me is that solo time where it's just me and what I'm doing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I need like, I need 
nature and outside for me to be okay. (laughs) If I have, you know, I've had, I've struggled with severe panic attacks. Um, And when I, whenever I would feel one coming on or whatever, I would just automatically, like instinctively, I would go outside and put my feet on the, on the grass or just lay in the grass or, and it would just instantly, you know, it would calm me. Mm -hmm. And you were grounding. I, I need nature. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's not, yeah. It's not really a choice for me. I mean, it is, you know, it, it has absolutely, like I would, I don't know where I'd be without, you know, but, and And that's what inspired me to, you know, to get others to be able to reap those benefits, Yeah, you know, to get, to get those good things and, and the senses of calm, you know, because everybody needs that, Mm -hmm. whether they get it from nature or something else, you know, but nature is about like the purest form of it to me because it's, you know, it's earth, it's the dirt, it's, yeah. No, I, it's a hundred percent true. We have had, uh, I've dealt with that in my past and I've had a child who has, and one of the mm-hmm. thing, one of the coping mechanisms that we have come up with in our family is as an anxiety attack, as those feelings are coming out, as it is starting to trickle in, if a mm-hmm. door can be open and steps taken outside, it usually subsides. And that for the longest time, it was hard to explain to other people, hey, that's what my child needs just to be able to step outside for a minute, breathe in fresh air, get away from that claustrophobic feeling um, and just let out the energy that has built up and be able to calm down. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I have literally watched it happen, like mm-hmm. right in front of my face, you know, when my child is super upset and I just, you know, without them even realizing it, walk them outside or whatever. And you just watch it calm them. Oh, yeah. And it's amazing, you know, and it's, and I want, so I want everybody to have that, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. They, I, you can notice it even with newborns. You can send, you can see oh, an upset newborn and walk outside and it's it, the air around them changes the way that they feel. It, it starts like from breathing all the way through. Yes, completely. Yeah. Yeah, it's Absolutely. it's a wonder that we question it now. You know, we're we're know. a society stuck in cubicles of a building, and not as much now with COVID. But you get stuck behind walls without windows open, and you wonder mm-hmm. why stress and heart attacks happen, and strokes, and all of that. Exactly. And I think that it's just the lack of allowing nature in it's the lack of allowing people to escape for a minute and ground right yeah or 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 even the the lack of of wanting to accept that that it's as simple as that yeah you need medication (laughs) and there's nothing wrong with medication don't hear me say that there are no i agree yes there are reasons for it be you know where I am today if it wasn't for that I believe it has its place yes. absolutely um, but 
but I believe it needs to be integrated with other things as yes. well or for a long-term um, solution. solution. Yeah. And yeah. 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 Don't anybody hear no. us say <laughs> that we're against yeah, it. No, That's not what we're saying. Not. Um, no, but it needs to not. be backed up by something else. It needs to have a foundation. And if there's a way that you can put a boundary up to where the worst doesn't happen because you implement stepping outside, breathing in fresh air, opening a window. I mean, that even helped us open a window into the car and it changes, you know, being able to breathe fresh air and feel the coolness on your face or even just on your hands. It can, it can settle versus escalate. Yes. Uh, it's funny. You will never catch me driving in a car without the window at least cracked. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I can't handle it. It's claustrophobic. It's, you know, I need air. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> feel just, that. I sleep at night with a like, fan on. Mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. I need that air flowing around yep. me. And I get that. Yes. But yeah, no, fishing and being on the water and being able to do that in solitude sometimes will just feed your soul and it creates a right. better person for you to come back into your world as one absolutely you know and that's one of the things that that has held me back a little bit from or it's made me question you know do I really want to pursue this at you know towards the pro level or anything like that because I don't I like to be okay not catching a fish. Right. You know, just just being out there. What I like to be okay not catching a fish. And if I'm fishing a tournament, I'm not okay when I don't catch a fish. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, and, and so that's really made me think and, you know, just really think hard about if that's really what I want. Um, you know, and, it's, and, I, and I'm still questioning that. I really am. I don't believe I'm absolutely going to keep fishing tournaments and stuff, you know, but I just don't know if that's what I want it to be 100%. I need the other side of of fishing too, you know, where it's not competitive, where it's... Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. enjoyable. Where I can just fish. Yeah. It's absolutely. like taking your, your favorite thing that you do and putting it into a place where you can't fail. And that's a scary, that's a scary place to put yourself into. And I think that the thing I, I remind myself over and over about is, well, what's wrong with failing? And that, that, that's a personal, right? (laughs) It's a, it's a personal response to that because it depends on your history. It depends on how you view failure, it depends on what has failed you. And so I think that you can't just like, I can't just tell you, Edie, you know, try it. You might fail, but that's okay. I can throw that at you, but I don't know your history. I don't know if me saying that would trigger something. So I can encourage you, hey, a year, try a year. If it doesn't work, back away. I I can do that to myself, but um, there's a lot when you cannonball in versus just tiptoe in, right? (laughs) Yes, no, absolutely. And and see, with, with the kids, it's probably a 
a blessing that I can't completely cannibal myself into right. it. You know, right. so, and that's probably a good thing, which is why, um, you know, next summer with the tournaments and stuff, and since I can't travel and all that, I'm, I'm planning some other events and things that, that will go hand in hand with it and also include others, you know, and, and, you know, if that's what I need to do until kids don't need me anymore, then absolutely. And yeah. if it's still meant to be at that point, you know, or even if it's meant to be now, it'll work itself out. Yeah. I'm just, you know, it's, it's, I can't worry and stress about it or, no. it, or it will be a failure. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's not a failure unless you see it as a failure. And I think that there's, exactly. uh, it's all your perspective. So there's timing, exactly. there's taking steps when you need to, there's taking, you know, not taking steps when you need to. I think right. with my generation, I don't know we're we keep saying we're growing our kids to leave. <laughs> like we're raising them to leave. Yeah. We're raising them to be right. independent, good citizens of of our world, but we're raising yeah. them to leave. And as soon as they're gone, we're excited about the adventures that we can have after that because life doesn't end when when they leave. And so there, exactly. there are a lot of plans that we say, okay, let's let's put that in in the when the kids are old enough to be by themselves when the kids leave the house, when the right. kids like those are, we've got a stack building, right? Um, yeah. You know, my side of that is I have to question myself. Is that just me? <laughs> yeah. Allowing me to stay in my comfort zone. The excuse, I, I have uh -huh. to ask myself that all the time because I do that mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I will talk myself into staying in my comfort zone 100% yeah. of the time if I let myself, you know, it just, yeah. that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I think that there should be three piles. There's the pile that says, yes, I can do this now. There's no question. Mm -hmm. There's no hesitation. It's comfortable. I can do it. Let's do it. Then there's the middle pile right. that could go either way, but you're constantly rechecking that pile. Okay. I think yeah. this is possible. Constantly pushing yourself yeah, a little it bit. It might be you know, uncomfortable in the second, but mm -hmm. as we all learn how to work through it, it it's going to work. And then you do have, yeah. and it's okay to have that pile of, okay, that needs to wait. We can't leave for a month yep. and go somewhere. We need to wait and, and do that. And so, Exactly. Yeah. It's all about timing and when it's the right timing if you push timing, it's, it's not going to fall into place. Right. But if you allow it to happen in its own time, as it, you know, even if it's ups and downs and falling down, getting back up, allow it to happen. Mm -hmm. And if the timing is right, it's just, it's going to fall into place. Yeah. You know, it's part of, it's part of the plan. You know, it's part of the big picture of your destiny and, you can't push it and you can't hold back from it. It's <laughs> and that's true. It's 100% it true. Be. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Well, what, give me a couple of, I'm going to challenge you here. What if you had to pick three things to tell somebody getting into fishing? Hey, you mm -hmm. need these three things. And it doesn't have to be a brand. It doesn't have to be. But what would three things be? that you told somebody who's never fished before without these three things, you aren't going, it's not going to be enjoyable to you and you probably won't do it again. 
Um, I really water. put you on the spot. Yeah, water. <laughs> <laughs> Find a body of water. water. <laughs> you need water, mm-hmm. um, and you need a means, and you need a means of catching the fish. Right. Um, so you need to have some sort of fishing pole and a hook. Yeah. Um, I am. I don't care. I'm not one about you know big expensive things or whatever. I, I can't be because I'm. You know, yeah. I'm a mom of three kids. Yeah. Um, but some sort of pole that you are comfortable with. And I don't care if you have the most expensive pole in the world, if you're not comfortable with it. And if you don't, and if you can't fish it comfortably, it's not going to do you well. Right. You know, it's, so just, you know, a pole that you are able to cast, um, and a hook and some sort of plastic or natural bait. Yeah. Um, I, I don't fish, I don't fish with live bait. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I, if I have a plastic and a hook on a pole, I, I can catch it. You know? yeah. I'll yeah. find a way to catch a fish. Yeah. It's, it's really that simple. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's in the way that you, you can make a plastic look like, you know, like anything really. Mm-hmm. It's, if, if you bounce it along the bottom, you know, it looks like one thing. If you swim it through the water, it looks like another thing, you know, it's, and it depends on what you, what you believe the fish are looking for at that time. Yeah. And, oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, that's really all you need. I mean, yes, you can go all big and fancy and have all kinds of boxes worth of tackle and stuff, which I have way too much tackle because basically I fish like, <laughs> maybe four or five different baits consistently. Yeah. You have your favorites. <laughs> and I always go back to what I'm comfortable yeah. with, you know, and it's, yeah. But until and you that, try all of them, you can you won't necessarily find which ones are your favorite. Well, exactly. And if you don't consistently fish a bait, it's, you're never going to be comfortable with yeah. it either, which is what, I have to keep telling myself as well. Like I'll throw it out a couple of times and it's not my jig. So I'm going to say, ah, it's not catching fish. I'm going to put it up, mm, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. If, if I would take a day or a couple days straight and just allow myself to use that one thing to be, to become comfortable fishing it, that might change, you know? So <laughs> it might become my favorite. It, it's all in, there's no rules or right or wrong way really you know it's you sort of find what what works for you and and work with that yeah I think that so we introduced the outdoors to our kids at first with hiking and being in the outdoors and learning about things that way but fishing was the next step Mm -hmm. for them and I think that it it is an excellent place to start with people who aren't in the outdoors because it teaches patience, right? It teaches patience. Yep. (laughs) It teaches a lot of Uh patience. Um, but it also, it it forces you to be, to, to slow down and actually like, you know, realize what around you and then you start seeing the beauty in it and then you might start enjoying it a little bit, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things that I think, in the moments where you're waiting, it's teaching you that lesson. But man, fighting a fish and bringing it in is so <laughs> exhilarating. Oh my gosh, I act a fool every time, every <laughs> single time. 
why I think at topwater fishing because I am a spaz and <laughs> I don't let I don't give the fish a chance to get it before it's yanked out because I'm freaking mm-hmm. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it just it excites me, you know, and it. And I love, that's probably my favorite thing about it is that it never gets less exciting. No, it doesn't at all, at all. And it doesn't matter if it's a little bitty something or a huge something. The excitement for exactly. me on either end is, hi, ah, there's a fish on. And that's, mm-hmm. that's all it is, is that moment yep. that you're waiting on the line to pull. And yes. it's... Uh, I, it's something, it's hard to describe that feeling when, when that line pulls that first time and you actually, um, you actually anchor that hook in and it just, it's the greatest feeling. See what was the coolest part for me was when I started realizing that I started feeling the anticipation. Like I could almost sense when it was going to happen, Yeah, you know, (laughs) And that's when I knew that I, you know, if I let myself just go and get in that moment, it's like, I can just blame, you right. know, yeah. <laughs> but I have to allow myself to stay in that, mm-hmm. you know, for it to happen. And if there's, if I allow the noise or, you know, the competition or the pressure or whatever, it just, it. I absolutely will not do well in catching fish. And I learned that this summer, the hard way. Like, you might think I caught a lot of fish, but I went fishing a lot. Right. It can become overwhelming. It can become something that you need to take a break from. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that um, break might be that you go out by yourself and not catch anything. <laughs> yep. Yeah. See, for me, for me, I gave myself that break a couple times this summer by, I have a friend that has just this little farm pond and it's out, you know, in the middle of his field, he has a big farm. Um, and whenever I needed to reground, refocus or whatever, I would just go there and fish from the shore. Cause it's a little bitty pond, yeah. you know, and, and, just like refocus myself on what it is that I love about it. Because if I take away what I love about it, then I'm, then what is left, you know? And you've ruined something that brings you so much joy. Exactly. And that's not worth it. (laughs) No, it is not worth it. No, it's not. No, 100% not worth it. We have been since I haven't been hunting since before Thanksgiving and a couple of reasons were because we were gone and we weren't able to hunt. But then getting back here, I've been working a little bit and the kids in school and finishing up that last the last quarter before winter. But right. I needed a break. We I was hunting three to four times a week. And yeah, there comes a point where, you know, our freezer's full. Yeah, there's one buck that I'm really after. But. If I keep going, even if it becomes an anxiety thing, yeah, or, or a pressure thing, it's a more pressure than a, thing, more and than what it's really about, right? 
you know. Right. And, and I'm not on the gram trying to prove something by hunting every week. That's not what it's about. So if I start right. doing that, then it takes away the joy of what I love. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it and it makes it like not appealing to people who don't know who haven't experienced it. Like if that's what they see, you know, like, oh, I need to do that all the time, you know. Mm-hmm then they're not going to, you know, it's not going to, it's not beneficial to anybody, really. No, (laughs) no, no. And it becomes something that it wasn't. And I think that it's kind of a check for me. Like, hey, why are you really out there? You've got the freezer filled now. There's, there's, you know, we can hunt. And Edie, we can hunt from the end of September through the beginning of January. That's a long time. For one long time, for one season (laughs) of whitetail deer, it's a long time. And I think that you kind of have to pace yourself, whether you're fishing or you're hunting or you're running or whatever you're doing, you kind of have to pace yourself. And if you don't, then you get to where I was at Thanksgiving and I go, hey, I need to check myself. I need to check the reasons I'm going out there. I am so thankful we're having this conversation because I was, you know, Honestly, the past couple of weeks, like, I hate cold. I don't like cold. I've been noticing you <laughs> fishing out there in the clear. cold. Like, is it, and I'm, like, still going, and, and I'm not catching fish. And I'm still, you know, pushing myself to go out there and try to catch a fish. And why? You know, for what? Maybe the winter is my time to focus on and build for the next season. Right. You know, it's, or maybe that's my way of chickening out I don't know but but I'm open to either to either one of those yeah at this point now because I don't want to force something you know Mm -hmm. I don't have what does what do I need you know what is essential about going out and freezing my butt off and you know to try and catch a fish what what does that I don't need that yeah yeah I think it's important for everybody it then right yeah it's, it's important for everybody to, to take a check, right? To say, why am I doing this? And yeah. if I don't do it, what are the feelings that I'm feeling if I'm not getting out there? And right. it is the excuse I'm not, I'm getting out there because I need to get out there because it's fulfilling my soul because it's, well, that's one thing. If you're getting out there because... I feel responsible for content. Heck no. <laughs> no. 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 Been, yeah. Post fish from the summer. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think everybody yeah, needs no, a break. It's not. Mm-mm. Yeah. They're, that's why seasons yeah, are so nice. That's why having yes. a season come to a close yep. and one, it's, it's really nice to have one not open up. For a little bit yes. and to switch gears. I think that waterfowl yep. for me is something that switches gears just a little bit. It's not something that I can do every weekend. It's not something I can do in the afternoon. It's one hunt here and there. And it's fun right. and it fills my soul with meeting people and being around people. And and, it's, and that's what it's about right yes. there. You know, it's. <laughs> yeah. 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 So if I, it makes you happy. And if it Keep going. makes a day better, <laughs> then, you know, then that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. But if it's taking away from that, 
then it's then I think that we need to look inside of ourselves, you know, and say, why are we doing this? You mm-hmm. know, because it's in my head, it's not the right reason if it's taking away and you're still pushing, right. you know, to do that. Right. Oh, yeah. But that's just me. You yeah. know, and it's maybe, you know, some people need that challenge. I, I'm not speaking for others, you no, know. No, 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 no. That's how I feel in my heart about it. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. No, I've had to do a couple checks on a couple things this year just with COVID and being in a different place and being at home all the time. I've had to do a I've had to do a big check on sugar. Um just because yes. that's my <laughs> sugar's my gateway drug <laughs> is give me a pack of Skittles and they'll be gone within minutes. And so I've had to, yeah, I've had to do a check on that. And it's not because of one thing or another and an addiction or anything like that. It's just something to keep a balance of and to keep a check on. And I think that it can overflow yes. into all parts of your life to make sure that it's Absolutely. something like you said, that it is fulfilling joy, that it is, you are still loving it and that the reasons are pure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because there was a, there was a few times this summer and especially going into fall when I was really struggling with it and stuff, you know, that I was like, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. You know, it was, I like, I was holding myself back with it. You know, and once I just decided, you know what, it's, it's just, that's not what it's about. Yeah. Um, and, and I started, you know, thinking about other things, you know, that I could incorporate into it, you know, things that would, that would inspire me again, that would motivate me again, you know, to, and it's never that I didn't love fishing, you know, that I didn't like going fishing or whatever. I don't know that that will ever happen, but, but just, I didn't enjoy the, the have to of it. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. And that and that was when I was like, I, you know, why then why am I even doing it? Mm-hmm. You know, if, yeah. So I, but I'm looking forward to this winter and it, it because it forces me, you know, to take the time and and I'm I am planning on using this winter to put together, you know, some just to put together plans and, you know, actually to branch out and not just you know, be that one focused must do. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, I, for me that, that took the joy out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll it be a good planning time. Catching a fish, but. No, definitely not. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but, but it just took the joy out of, out of, you know, the, the big picture of it. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see what your plans and how they come together. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you've got that time to be able to put it together. Yes, I, I am super excited. I, um, yep, I, I'm planning seeing something with, you know, getting kids and women and stuff in the community outdoors, some events and things like that. Awesome. Um, yeah, that I, I, you know, and that that is just really I get, yeah, I'm getting all giddy talking about it because yeah. that's, that's what it's about to mm-hmm. me is, you know, enjoy what you're doing, but also, you know, it's also about others and teaching others and, and showing them the benefits of it. And, 
allowing others to enjoy it too. Yeah. It's that passing it's, on. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, I can't wait to hear more about those plans. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to follow you along through it. I wish you the best during the time of rest because it's needed. Um, Yeah. But I appreciate your time today. And um, I'm glad people are going to be able to hear your story. And I'm fairly certain that your story will resonate with, with a few people out there. So I'm glad that it was told. Thank you for having me and allowing me of to course. share it. Um, I, as, as much as it scared, you know, scared me, it, 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 it feels right sharing it. Good. Um, and uh, stories are meant to be shared. Oh, heck yeah, they are. That's how, that's how we've become who we are today is by those stories being handed down of how to, uh, how to cast a line and where to go and what to look yes. for in fishing and, and on and on with a whole lot of different things. But stories make up our community and they make up our society. So without them, Absolutely. who would we be? I know. And I always say, you don't even have to like fishing. You don't have to fish. You know, it's it's not even about that. If, if you are content and get joy out of laying on the bank or on the boat or whatever, that's perfect. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's what you should do. You know, but do what brings you joy. Yes. You know, step out and find what brings you joy because life is short. I I learned that really hard, the hard way, you know, when I lost my husband, um, life is short and it's about the important things and the joyful moments and the memories that we make. That's what it's about. That's true. Edie, thank you. How can people tell people how they can follow you, how they can support you? Okay. Um, I am on Instagram, um, under bath, Queen fishing or Bass Queen eighty three. Yes, um, you'll find me on Instagram there. I'm on Facebook. Um, my personal page is McGrows twenty four, uh, or just under Edie Wilkinson. Yeah. Um, and then I also have a fishing page on Facebook, which is Bass Queen Fishing. All I know, Edie, is that I found you, and I'm very glad I did. <laughs> well, me too. It's, I love following you, and I love watching you outdoors with your kids, you know, and just, you know, taking it down to the basic, you know, the simple, and that's, I love that. Well, so thank you. Thank and I appreciate you. That about and y'all you. go give go give Edie a, a follow, and and we can't wait to see what comes this year. And and those around you, especially as your plans come together, they can be a part of these things that you're putting together. So I'm excited. Absolutely. Like, because I'm going to need you know the tackle and stuff for these events and all of that for right. the kids and stuff. So yeah, I'll, I'll be putting that stuff out there okay. and, and, but yeah. I'm glad. I'm very glad. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Edie.